Christ is born. Glorify him. Christ is born. Glorify him. Christ is born. Glorify him. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, from the fall of man until this very moment in time, all of creation yearned to be delivered. The cry of deliverance went up. And all throughout Advent, we had joined in that cry for a Savior to come and deliver us from the brokenness of the fall of mankind. Even in this last week of Advent, from Ember Wednesday, which was last Wednesday's Mass, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and even on the fourth Sunday of Advent, it had the same introit that started each one of those Masses. Listen to this cry. Drop down, ye heavens, from above, and let the skies pour down righteousness. Let the earth open and bring forth a Savior. And we sang a hymn last Sunday, and we did it again during lessons and carols tonight. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in thee. My friends, tonight is a wondrous night because it is tonight that our Lord answered all of creation's cry for deliverance. And drop down a Savior to come among us. To become one of us. To wrap our flesh around Himself. And heal us. The night is filled. This night. Is filled with wonder. All through the scriptures that talk about this night. Of how Christ has come to heal our very lives. Let's look at a little bit of this wonder tonight. Let's explore it together. First in our gospel reading from St. Luke in chapter 2. We hear this story. That shepherds were out watching their field during the evening. And an angel was revealed to them. And they were afraid of what they saw. And an angel calmed their fears by saying, be not afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. Tonight is born your Savior in Bethlehem, the city of David. Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign. You will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes. Now listen to what happens next. And I ask you to get a picture of this in your mind's eye. Of the reality of what these shepherds both saw and heard on this evening. For we're told suddenly. There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards man. Can you picture this? The sky would have been filled with the angelic host delivering a message from God that as Christ was born, Christ was the peace of God come and to be offered. What peace? Peace that restored the enmity between man and the fall. In the fall, man and God. To restore the peace of God to us, union to us. All of the angels cried out in the sky that this was happening. And nowhere in Holy Scripture, by the way, does it say 
that the angels and all the multitude of angels and the first angel that came, came down from heaven as if, it were, as if heaven were some distant place. Nowhere does it say that. It simply says that they appeared. They revealed themselves. The church fathers talk about it like this, if you can picture this beautiful example. It's as if God Himself on this night peeled back the thin veil between heaven and earth so that man could see what was so close to him. For my friends, the angelic hosts and all of the saints in heaven, the kingdom of God has come and the kingdom of God is so very near. Can you, can you just picture the curtain being moved for a moment? And all of a sudden mankind sees how close the entire kingdom of heaven is to them. Not just in that moment, but for all eternity. Look at the front of your bulletins. Take them for a moment. The very front. And you'll see the icon of the nativity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or at least one of them. Our gospel passage tells us, and the icon shows it to us, that when our Lord was born, our Lord was laid in a manger. But let's remember what a manger was. It wasn't the cave that he was in. That's not what the manger is. The manger is the feeding trough of the animals of that place. It was the feeding trough. It was the place where they would place the food that would sustain the life and keep the health and grant health to all of the animals that would feed upon it. And the church fathers in wonder teach us this. They say that the one, Jesus Christ, who said, I am the bread of life. He who eats of my flesh and drinks of my blood has life. The one who said, I am the bread of life. Can you imagine when he's born, he's placed in the feeding trough. And the fathers stand in awe of how low Christ came. And yet, even as a babe, shows himself to be the bread of life that's come. To give us life. Notice in the icon. The Blessed Virgin Mary and our Lord Jesus Christ. They are indeed in a cave. Not some wooden structure. And that's very accurate to both the time. And the area around Bethlehem. Because in that time and in that area. This is what the stables were. They were carved out in the mountains. Or placed into these caves. All of the animals. And notice something about the cave. The cave is in absolute pitch black darkness. And yet the darkness is even being rolled away with the presence of the Blessed Virgin Mary and most importantly the presence of the Christ child. Why is that in the icon? Because Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And on this night, the light penetrated the darkness of the fall of man and all of the damage. And everywhere that the light of Christ comes, the darkness has to reel away. It has to reel away at what's before it. Christ has come to fill our lives. He is the light. He is the life. And something else about the cave that the fathers talk about is they find it fascinating that it would be a cave that would be the book ends of our Lord Jesus Christ's life upon the earth. He would be born and placed in a cave. When he would pass away, when he would die, 
and give up his spirit, the body would be taken down. Where would it be placed? In a cave, a tomb. And I saw this this week that I hadn't thought about in quite a long time. But a few of the fathers even mentioned this. They find it fascinating that in the first cave at his birth, it was a Joseph. Joseph, the betrothed to the Blessed Virgin Mary, that would superintend that cave. And at the end of his life, when his body would be taken off of the cross, who would it be given to? Another Joseph. Joseph of Arimathea, who would give up his burial place, a cave, for the body of our Lord to lay in but just three days. <coughs> also look at the Christ child and the icon. And you'll see that Christ is being shown, as Scripture says, as a babe that is wrapped in swaddling clothes. What are swaddling clothes? They're literally strips of cloth. They would have been anointed in oil and salt put upon them. And they would wrap the body of the babe. Why? To prevent disease. To keep the body safe from disease. And he would be wrapped in it. But what we need to remember... Is it in a burial process during that time? The same thing was done with the same strips of cloth anointed and placed upon the dead body. The church fathers teach us that as we see the Christ child wrapped up in swaddling clothes, we see the fullest extent that God truly took on every bit of our humanity, even unto death, so that you and I would never have to taste death. And there's more. When we think of Christ taking on our humanity, when we see those swaddling clothes wrapped around this perfect, precious child, we are to remember how fully God took every aspect of the human condition and the human experience upon Himself and joined it to His divinity. He, it's as if He wrapped our injured flesh from the fall and our injured souls right around himself from the very beginning. My friends, think of it. Not just as God, but also as fully human. He encountered and experienced the fullness of the human experience from birth all the way to death. You talk temptations. Our Lord Jesus Christ as God, but also perfectly as man. He endured every temptation which is common to man. And yet remained in the will of the Father, full of the grace, so that He would overcome temptations and remain holy. Why? So that He could perfectly come alongside all those who call upon Him in times of temptation. And He would be their strength. And He would be their victory if they would remain in Him. And they would taste His victory over temptation. And they themselves would remain holy as He is holy. He experienced every bit of emotional suffering that one can experience, all of us. Why? So that as God and as man, He would know so fully that He could come alongside of us in all of our emotional suffering and be our succor, be our help, be our salve of healing and strength that we might endure those times and come out of them more holy than we enter death. For Christ redeems all suffering. Physical pain. Tell me he didn't know this to the full. Maybe even more than some of that you and I may ever experience. He took human 
physical pain upon himself so he would know how to minister to us in ours. Not just as God, but again, as man. And that he might redeem even our bodies, whether here on earth or for eternity, making them whole again. I want to conclude for you with the teaching of St. Ambrose that wraps all of this up that we've been thinking about in so much better words than I could ever come up with. This is Christmas. Listen to St. Ambrose. He was a baby and a child, so that you may be a perfect human. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes, so that you may be freed from the snares of death. He was in a manger, so that you may be in the altar. He had no place in the inn, so that you may have many mansions in heaven. He being rich became poor for your sakes, that through his poverty you might become rich. Therefore his poverty is our inheritance, and the Lord's weakness becomes our virtue. He chose to lack for himself that he may abound for all. The sobs of that infancy cleanse me, he says. Those tears wash away my sins. Therefore, Lord Jesus, I owe more to your sufferings because I was redeemed than I do to the works for which I was created. Do you hear the love of God that came to earth? It has come because Christ is born. Glorify him. Christ is born. Glorify Christ is born. Glorify In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.